So the, the, it's inevitable. So, so phase one, and it's like a little, I don't know, maybe Jim, you can even find it. It's, if you Google it, it's on the internet, but it's a, it's a quadrant mm. system and you, you know, you work your way through. So the first thing, uh, the first thing to understand is the ultimate goal will be that you are unconsciously, sorry, you are unconsciously competent. Okay. That's the end goal. So what that means is that, you, you know, like we can translate that. That means basically that we're on autopilot. Yeah. We don't have to actually use any of our brain bandwidth to become competent at something. All right. So that's the end goal. But let's go back all the way to the beginning. At the beginning, you're unconsciously incompetent. You have no idea how bad you suck. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> that's what unconscious incompetence is. And all pipers start there. Even if you realize, even if you, even if you think you're smart and you realize, oh, bagpiping looks like it's going to be a really hard thing to do, you still, you don't. that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of how bad you suck at the beginning, right? right? You, if nothing else, you don't realize precisely in what ways it's going to be hard. Correct. Yeah, that's, that's also totally what I mean. It's like you don't really realize what it's all about until you get into it. It also reminds me of several friends that bought our CrossFit gym several mm, years ago. Thinking, I could do that. Uh, and exa they, that's exactly yeah. what they thought. And just watching them get the inevitable smackdown you get when you start your own mm. business. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And, like, you know, we're, we're, like, I don't know, how far in are we? I'm, like, close to 15 years in to my business, yeah. right? So, like... Looking back at year one, which they're going through, it's like, oh, my God, I remember that. It was so mm -hmm. awful. Um, and you think, you know, you think it's something you can do. And, like, just because you can do the thing does not mean you can do business with the thing. Yeah. You know, it's inevitable you're going to get smacked down. But anyway, I digress. Um, they're, by the way, they're doing a great job. Hats off to them. But it's yeah. hard. It's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's going to be really hard. So unconscious incompetence. You have no idea how bad you suck. And I mean that in a, it might seem like I'm being negative, but I'm, at, you know, that's inevitable. It's just a thing that's going to happen. For example, um, you know, when, when you have kids, you, you see it all day long. That's, yeah. It's like, oh, it's like, it's not a bad thing that they suck at this, <laughs> well, right? <laughs> it's just the way that it is. And, and I mean, it would be bad if they continued to suck at it for uh, too much longer because it's starting to drive me insane. But, you know, uh, it, but it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it reminds me of... Uh, and I don't think there's any way it, around it. reminds it. me of Jake the dog, I think, said something like, don't worry, man, sucking at something's the first step at being kind of good at something. So, Exactly. And no, and I think it's a necessary step. Um, I think, oh, Jim, you just froze there for a minute, but I think you're back. But yeah, it's a, it's a necessary step. And one thing that's fun to think about is that when I began the bagpipes, I really sucked at first. And guess what? Jack Lee did too. That is kind of fun to think first. about. You're right. Not for long. <laughs> but isn't that kind of funny Imagining to think about? Imagining like Stuart and like, Little struggling along. <laughs> I'd never oh, really yeah, thought but of it, that. It's, it, it's, of course it happened. And here's how I know. Here's how I know it happened. Because every adult person with obvious handicaps uh, as the exception, right? Every adult person just wanders around the world, walking and talking and chewing bubble gum and playing on their phones at the same time, right? But I know for a fact that uh, 
you have to suck at walking for a while before mm. you're good at it. We've seen it, haven't we? Time and time again. <laughs> We've seen it. Yeah, if you have kids, you've yeah. seen it, right? And then if you think carefully, you know, uh, of course, that was you mm-hmm. as well, right? At first you crawled, uh, and then you walked very badly. Mm. Uh, you took a few headers. You, you know, uh, just standing up was cause for enormous celebration, yeah. right? But then just fast forward a few years and you're playing like basketball. Not only are you walking, but you're kind of running and you're running in different patterns and you're sort of basically expressing some sort of sport, sportive motive, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, on some sort of court and you're like shooting the basketball at the same time and you're also using your other foot to like shoot a soccer goal or something. But uh, way back at the beginning, you sucked at just standing up or just yeah. walking. Or even, uh, even I was just amazed as a parent, like, oh, my kid, if I put them on their back, there's, they can't get to their front. Yeah, right. It's like not yeah. happening. They don't know how to Doctors roll over. Doctors want to know it's about that stuff. Did your kid figure out how to roll over yet? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and like those are huge milestones. We don't even think about those anymore. Yeah. But it's just kind of funny with bagpiping, isn't it? To think about your heroes and the fact that they totally suck. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for probably for several months, maybe even a year or yeah. two. Back at the beginning, right? And that's it's just a natural part of the process. But anyways, unconscious competence is is the um, calm before the storm. You know, it's like you're looking forward to trying something because it looks like fun, uh, and you haven't been slapped in the face with reality yet. Okay. Now, the moment you're slapped in the face with reality, and I'm sure you're, we're all familiar with it. Um, I remember learning to drive a car. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, drove, we were driving over to the parking lot where I was going to learn how to drive a car. And my mom was, you know, teaching me. And then it was time to switch. So she turned off the car. And, like, I went in and I sat in. And even though I'd been watching her drive for 16 years or whatever and my dad, and, like, even though I knew the r- rules of the road and I passed my permit test, you sit in that seat the first time. And then it's like, holy crap, yeah. this is a lot. And then she's like, okay, now you got to turn the ignition, but you can't turn the ignition without your foot on the brake first. You know, I don't know if that's still true or not, but that's at least a best practice back when I learned to drive. So foot on the brake first, like then you turn the pedal and then, you know, you have to shift and then you take your foot off the brake. And then, oh, by the way, did you know the car goes forward even if you don't press the gas? You know, uh, I learned on a on an uh, automatic. And did you know? Right. Fun fact: that car is going to go. Something that the moment you let right, go of the brake, I told you that it's moving. And then you're like, yeah. "Oh crap!" Yeah. And it's just uh, and it's just this whole thing now. Cars are amazing technologies in the sense that it's really not difficult to learn how to do mm. at all. That's why so many people can do it. Um, you know, so that's not a super high skill activity. Maybe at the highest levels it is, but to do the basics is n- nowhere, n- nowhere near as difficult as playing mm-hmm. the bagpipes, like not even close. But, uh, e- but even so, I got slapped in the face with the reality there. And the moment that happens, then you pass into the second layer of the hierarchy of competence, which is, and I got to be careful because I, I think I screwed this up when I read the audiobook. Oh, really? I think I screwed it up the first time mm-hmm. I said it. And it really... Uh, it really bugs me. It's like, oh, maybe I'll have to go try and like edit mm. that somehow or something. But the next one is conscious incompetence. That's layer two. Conscious meaning you are aware now that you are incompetent. 
right? That's layer so two. So we've moved from like, blissfully oh. ignorant, not knowing how much we suck, to now we know. <laughs> or, or if exactly. it, maybe instead of how much we suck, we know how hard it is and how hard how, how far we are away from <laughs> accomplishing our goal. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like and I think that's just it. It's like it you you become up close and personal with like realville. Yeah. Which is which is like, "Oh my god. My teacher sounds like that and I sound like yeah. this. Oh my yeah. god." You know, it's that kind of thing. Uh slapped in the face with reality. Um, and there's lots of like, you know, there's lots of different examples of this. Um, well, looking at the the haircuts that, during that, the uh, pandemic, right? You mentioned that's, you take those first couple yeah. snips and then you go, wait a minute. That looks uh -oh. terrible. This, there's maybe more to this than I thought. Oh, <laughs> uh -oh. yeah, exactly. Or it's kind of like you take the first thing with those, with right. the buzzers. <laughs> you take the first swipe. And then I just remember thinking. Oh no, this is not it. This is going to be a really bad haircut. And then you, you watch the guys cutting your hair when you go in yeah. for a haircut and, and they make it look yeah. so easy. To, and, and they're and chatting with you as they they're, do it and everything. Yeah, they're unconsciously yeah. competent, right? They're unconsciously competent as they cut your hair. Sorry, I have an itch on my foot today. It's really yeah, no bugging sweat, me. No sweat. You don't have to edit this out. This is just <laughs> we'll real life, there. everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just uh, I keep leaning over. Uh, and uh, got the itchy foot. Okay. So, so the third mm -hmm. layer, okay, the third layer of the hierarchy of competence is the point where you can finally do mm -hmm. it. You can do the thing. Okay. However, it requires an enormous amount of computational power in order to do so. Okay. And we call this conscious competence. So you're highly aware Okay, you're using tons of brain bandwidth, and then you are competent. So you're, you're working right? really hard like, to pull think, it off, but you are pulling it off. Correct, exactly. So like, again, going back to the driving a car analogy, that's like you've had enough practice in the parking lot, and you're ready to go out onto mm -hmm. the road, right? And um, it, it takes extreme effort for the first couple weeks that you're out driving on the road. Yeah. I remember those days, right? like a, a short like, drive, oh, you're, you're yeah. exhausted afterward because you're just focused so hard on yep. so many different things. Yep. And then you're getting on the highway and you're like, Oh my God, Terrifying. here it comes. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. We're going to merge. Okay. I'm going to check my blind spots and look in the rear view mirror. Okay. Look, okay. It looks like there's a nice space here. Cool. So I'll turn on my blinker now. Okay, now I'm going to merge out into traffic. Cool. Now I'm going to check the speedometer and make sure I'm kind of up to speed appropriately. So, you know, I'm going with the flow of traffic. Okay, cool. Now I'm now I'm I've got my safe following distance behind the car in front of me, mm -hmm. right? Like and and all that stuff, you're doing it. You got it. The skills are happening, the car's moving. You're not you're not really dangerous to the people around you in the case of the car, right? But you are but if someone is trying to talk to you, and have a conversation as you're merging on the highway. It's like, whoa, time yeah. out, bro. I'm busy yeah. right now. My brain is like on overload right now because I'm doing this skill. But then fast forward a year, okay? And uh, you can talk on your cell phone, you know, uh, you can talk on your Eating cell phone and text on your yep, second text. cell phone yeah. while you merge onto yeah, the highway. It's great. That. It's fantastic. Just joking, folks. Don't do that. It's very dangerous. Um, 
but uh, but all jokes aside, uh, fast forward one year and you can absolutely have a conversation or you can be daydreaming or you can be fully immersed in a book on yeah. tape or something like that. Uh, and it's just no big deal. Um, or you know, what, you know what it really is though? Like if, if you want to get technical about driving, and I think I talk about it briefly in the book, is you shift all your focus from the techni- technical elements of driving to the strategic elements, sometimes known as, we call it defensive driving. Right, yeah. Yeah, we hear that here too, yeah. Yeah, so like, um, and that's the real thing, right? That that's the sort of expressing yourself element that that's really similar to what we're trying to do with the bagpipe. It's like what we're trying to do is get all of those skills through the hierarchy of competence so we can shift all of our bandwidth to expressing ourselves. And it's sort of the same when you're driving mm-hmm. a car. You want all the technical elements of driving a car to be out of the way so you can uh, uh, put your full focus on driving safely and avoiding accidents. Right, you're able to like uh, kind of you know, focus on it. the goal, focus on the main thing that matters most. Right, and the main thing that matters most is uh, the number one thing is not dying. Mm. A lot of people forget that in yeah. the car. Like your number one, at least mine, my number one priority is not dying. Um, and then my number two priority is getting from point A to point B. On, on time And then possible. my number three, pr- yeah, and then my number three priority is to do so in a minimally viable yeah. amount of time. Yeah. But that's sort of like, you know, uh, but that's, those are strategic things, right? That requires that tech, the technical skill underneath to be operating sort of like smoothly. Yeah. Uh, I think I that know. makes sense. Maybe there's other priorities. Maybe maybe some people have thought of that, about that specific example more than me. So, you, but you can see it with the with the, the kids walking example. You can see little kids as they become toddlers reaching that point where they can run across a room. But you know, you can, I can just see, I can even see it in my mind, having had a plethora of children myself. Just the way that they they go into focus mode. You know, they they look at the floor and they kind of yeah. hold their breath and go, 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 and get to the other side, you know? But then slowly they get to the point where they can actually yeah. like look at the thing that's in the room that they're trying to get to, or they can be walking and stop and look at other stuff and then go somewhere else, change directions, all kinds of stuff. You can see that shift happening. Or with your, your haircut yes. example, maybe you're able to do a decent haircut, but maybe it takes you two hours and a lot of focus. So you're still not to the point where you right. can chat with a friend or something while doing it, right? That's your yeah, yep. your focus point. Um. So with bagpipes, are we ever, like, does this, do we cycle through this all the time? Like, have we ever reached unconscious competence forever? Um, I think mm-hmm. so. I, well, I think so. And, and I, think there, I think there's pretty solid evidence for that. You know, because there is that saying also, like, uh, it's just like riding a bike. Mm-hmm. People say that all the time. The idea being, uh, once you understand how to ride a bike, you should be able to basically do it forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so the same thing is going to be true for the bagpipes. So, like, my dad doesn't play bagpipes that much anymore. He's sort of, like, kind of retired and just plays a lot of golf now and doesn't really play in a band. But, like, he can tell you if the pipes are in tune or not. Right. He can tell you if a piper's good or not. Uh, If you gave him a set of bagpipes, he'd play them, no problem. So... I think the basics are absolutely going to be there. Now, are elements of re- those elements of refinement always going to be there? The answer with that is yes, also. Right? So it's like, let's pretend Jack Lee stopped playing today, which 
God forbid. We would, none of us want that. But let's say he stopped playing today, right? And we asked him to pick up the pipes five years mm. from now. Would he still be playing with a high degree of refinement in his playing? The answer is absolutely he would. Would he have lost a little bit of his highest end interests and like those little tiny refinements? He may have lost some of what he wants, but like, you know, for most of us, the, all those elements of refinement, they're still going to be yeah. there. So I kind of think that, that once you're in unconscious competence land, um, you're, you're basically, the more experience you have uh, performing really well on autopilot, the more that's going to benefit you basically mm. forever. And there might be some maintenance, but it's also kind of like, I don't know, uh, now that they've invented the wheel, we never have to reinvent it. I see. Yeah. Right. Like there might be a time, like, let's say there's some sort of like apocalypse where a huge portion of humanity is wiped out and there's only like 10 of us left. It's like, we're still going to have the wheel. We might not have like good year tires with like the perfect tread that uh, shoots the water out. So it's like, we, we might not have those nuances and those details, but the things that are unconsciously competent for us uh, are going to stick around. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, circle equals wheel equals I can move stuff. Like that's never going to yeah. go away. And the same will be true. The same will be true for bagpiping if you can get it through to the point of unconscious competence. Anyway, to summarize, the third layer is conscious competence, meaning we're using a lot of bandwidth to do the skill, but we mm -hmm. can do it. Okay. And then finally, the fourth layer is unconscious competence. And that's the end goal. You know, I think that most pipers stop almost immediately whatever they're doing they stop when they've reached conscious competence that makes sense all right but like uh we're, you're talking about a, a little bit about memorization and stephanie burns and all that stuff but like one of the big problems with memorization is people think they have it memorized when they mm -hmm. don't right just because you can play a tune without the music from memory does not mean you have it memorized. Okay. That means you have the memorization to the conscious competence stage. Yeah. Right. Where you're trying really hard to recall the tune. Okay. That's not memorization. That's you're only 75% of the way there. The next 25%, it means you can play that tune no matter what is happening around you. And that's actually probably the hardest part. Yeah. Right. So, it's like, you don't just need to know the tune. You need to know the tune when you're in your getup and it's raining and you're crapping your pants because you're on the line at the mm -hmm. world's and this is the big moment, right? And so now you've got all of these things infringing on your, on your brain's bandwidth, on your computing power, right? And you still have to be able to play the tune really, really well from memory. Yeah. That's what memorization really is. So I always say to people, when you've learned the tune properly you'll already have it memorized mm. that's my that's my go-to line but that's sort of what i mean by that what i mean by that is we've learned the tune so well we've learned the ins and outs of what's going on that the um memorization is going to be a natural byproduct of that for example do you know have you memorized how you're going to get to work it's like most people have right uh, did you try to memorize it? Probably mm. not. It probably just happened, yeah. right? Yeah. And then now you do it with such incompetence that I don't even think about anything when I'm driving to work insofar as how am I going to get there. It just happens. 
You don't even know yeah, how it happened. Such such unconscious competence. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you try to memorize the national anthem? Nope. Just happened. It happened through, you know, more or less learning it properly uh, when you were a little kid. And now you just know it and you know it so well that you, know, you don't even think about the fact that you know it. You yeah. just know it. Yeah, absolutely. So I... Or, oh, um, or if you're a religious person, the Lord's Prayer. Mm. People just rattle that off. They don't even think about it. Which kind of like, you know, which kind of brings up the question like, it's the same thing with the national anthem. It's like, are people really hearing the words that they're saying? Yeah. Because like, they're pretty interesting words. Yeah. But you, but you, you've memorized them like so completely that you just skip over the meaning uh, with a lot of that stuff. Yeah, as sure. Well. So I've wondered if, if we could, in this specific application of this, this pyramid of, um, you know, trying to reach unconscious competence, if we could relabel that top tier unconscious competence, if we could relabel it bagpipe freedom, is that, is that essentially what we're going at? Um, you have a definition uh, here. Maybe, maybe not. Feel free to tell me no. Feel free to tell me no, of course. Yeah. So bagpipe freedom would be all 10 of the bagpiping technical skills. Uh, all 10 of those skills have reached unconscious competence. That's what the, that's what would be a good definition of bagpipe freedom, I think. Right. So the, the technique elements are all on autopilot so that you can focus on really expressing yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, that's bagpipe yeah. freedom. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that like, it's not like ensconced in quotation marks here or anything, but toward the end of chapter one, you, you mentioned um, bagpipe freedom. So I don't know if you meant necessarily to make this the definition, but it sure felt like a definition to me where it says bagpipe freedom, a wonderful elated state of being where during any practice or performance, you can instinctively perform bagpipe technique on autopilot. I mean, that sounds awesome. I want Amen. that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have that. I have that. Uh, uh, when I'm, when I'm well behaved and I'm doing the things I'm supposed yeah. to be doing, I have that. It's a cool feeling and everyone should have you, that. You pose a, per, a, a question, um, which, you know, you then have a section to kind of answer. You ask the question toward the end here, why should you care? You know, like, like for me as a bagpiper. Yeah, what did why, I say? Do you well, remember? I could, it's, a, it's a few paragraphs. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, let me just start reading. What did I say? He asks. <laughs> Probably something wise, I'm sure, right? Um, it, it, it's, it's maybe more of a, a reiteration of what the rest of the body of the chapter is saying. Yeah. It's like being able, it says, why should you care? Well, because being able to regulate or, excuse me, relegate these mechanical things to unconsciousness allows you to then focus on expressing yourself musically through the bagpipe. Yes. I love that. And, and people ask me that all the time. It's like, what makes you think, uh, what makes you think that I'm going to be able to get to unconscious competence, right? Especially a lot of our older learners. Yeah. They'll push back and they'll say, I'm old. Right. What makes you think I can even get to unconscious competence? And then my response to that is just look how many times in your life you've done exactly that with other mm. things. And the walking example uh, I use often, and the reading example uh, I, uh, I use all oh, the time. Oh, typing comes up right? in here too if it's people like, need yet another example. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, typing was a big one. Typing's a big one for me. I can just look at the screen, my fingers wiggle, and mm -hmm. words come out. So cool. 
I mean, like, you know, that, that's probably the most valuable class I took in my entire life at any level was typing because I can, now I just like think, now I just think and words come out mm -hmm. on the screen. Yeah. It's incredible. My wife's the same. My wife's probably slightly better typist than me. It's amazing. But like, it's just amazing. It's just, it just comes out. And then you, then you look at people who do the hunt mm -hmm. and peck. That's not you, no, is it, Jim? Not, no. I, I had a very, you, very, a very, very, very computer focused home that I grew up in. I was, I was doing typing courses nice. like me too. before I got into school. Like, yeah. Awesome. Right. And it's like worth its weight in gold. But then you see people hunting and pecking, right? Yeah. Those are like people out there using the digital tuner mm. all the time. It's like, whoa, 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 time out. There's a better way. Uh, and then they're like, what do you mean there's a better way? It's like, wow. If you, if you take, you know, three months to like learn to type, oh my God, it'll change your life. And it totally will. I think that's the exciting thing about all yeah, well, this. And that's, you know, like that's, that's what the bagpipe really has to offer. It's like, once you can kind of break through to above the cloud line, uh, the possibilities are so exciting right? And, cool. and transferable. And that feels like the focus, right? It's not like with the typing example, it's not that you would say, look how much faster I can type. Don't you want to type fast? It's look how I can express any thought or idea that comes into my head very, very freely. That is very nice. And, uh, you know, here's how you can also do so that. Great. Yeah. Exactly. And just even just speaking the English language is another fantastic example. Like I'm not thinking about words when I'm speaking right, right now. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I should be a little more. Maybe, Maybe specifically more, in this case, where we're not. trying to carefully say unconscious incompetence and things like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Some of those big words, they require uh, unusual amounts of brain bandwidth in order to be able yeah. to say them. In part yeah. because we don't use them. So but often. anyway, we've done it so many We've done it so many times in our life. You might say it's like the bottom line of the human condition mm. is that we can learn new mm. things and build new tools and, and do all of that and, and acquire all this knowledge and we can deduce and we can rationalize, right? And it's all like it all comes together with being able to do amazing things. So you can absolutely achieve unconscious competence in all of these bagpiping mm -hmm. skills, uh, it's just a fact, right? Especially once you can objectively define what it is, which is a problem we have in piping sometimes, but it's something that we try to do. It's like, okay, specifically, what am I trying to do here? Is, does what I'm trying to do have a yes or no pass-fail type of result? Because if so, then you can learn how to do that. And uh, especially with good instruction, you can definitely learn to do that with unconscious competence, and that is the big idea. Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo, and I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening. <laughs>